as Americans, for the most part, white Americans, you know, all we really hear is what we see in the media, right? Yeah. So the, the media has painted Islam and the Quran as just this evil book, you know, with, with extremist evil, evil tendencies, and that's not the case at all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, dear brothers and sisters. We are joined here with the beautiful couple, mashallah, Mr. and Mrs. Muslim. This is how you guys know them. We're not going to tell you their hidden identities, their real names. That's just for us. <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm just playing. But we have this beautiful couple here. They just reverted recently, and we wanted to bring them on ask them a whole bunch of questions and see how the journey's been going in Islam so far. Uh, but before we even get into that, how you guys doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Alhamdulillah. So how long officially has it been now since you've been a Muslim? Um, April 7th. We, we took Shahada April 7th, so just over a month. So question, did you guys do the Ramadan? No, no, that's we, all right. That's all right. We took our Shahada. You know, we had no idea we were right dab smack in the middle of, of Ramadan. So all mm. of that came new to us, and uh, it was just too much, too much all at once. Got you, got you. So, for those who don't know, including myself, because I don't know, I'm very ignorant to this. Uh, forgive me if, if I didn't take the time out to watch any of the videos that you guys had prior. But what led you to Islam? Um, <clears throat> back in March, um, I would say February and March. Um, I've always been a kind of a quick backstory. I've always been a real rough around the edges type of guy, right? Like a lot of people, I've, I've lived a pretty rough life and um, always been frustrated and, and short fused and whatnot. Something happened after the first of this year. Um, I, I would tell Christy, I started telling her, I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm started, I started becoming at peace with a lot of things. Just, I started having this peaceful feeling in my, in my life for no reason whatsoever. Uh, even mm. as far as dying, I, I told her, I said, you know, I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm cool with what's after this. And then it happened in, in March, I would say mid-March, I was laying in bed uh, one evening, just random thoughts going through my head. And for no reason whatsoever, I just started thinking of Islam, Islam and God and Allah and, and something from that moment on, it, it, I was consumed by it to where the very next day, that's the first thing I did. I started looking at, at YouTube videos and researching it. I immediately started watching videos from Mufti Mank and Sheikh Uthman, uh, things like that. And I was, I was, I was, I mean, I was consumed by it every minute, every day for a good two weeks straight, um, just, just by a thought that came to me. And then uh, about two weeks later, I went to Christy and I told her, you know, I've been watching these videos and things. And I said, uh, I, I, I need to become Muslim. And after showing her uh, some videos for just what, a few hours or so. Yeah. At first I didn't believe him. You know, I, I thought he was joking. He's, he's a jokester. So. And then uh, about a week after that, I, I, about a week after me telling Christy, I couldn't take it anymore. This, I just couldn't take it. I, I called the first masjid that was near our house. I asked them if they could help us take Shahada. And, and later that evening, that, that's what we did. Yeah, we went hmm. together. That's beautiful. So before, my bad, go ahead, go ahead. It sounds crazy. I, I, I think, I don't want people to think I'm insane, but that's exactly how it happened. No, it doesn't sound crazy, man, because my own reverse story was kind of similar. You know, I was I had gotten surgery. I was sitting in this room, like on the ground right here next to me. And I was by myself recovering. And I remember, like, I just felt this pull to read the Quran. And like the way that it came to me when I was reading the Quran, like something just clicked. And when it clicked, I felt these like waves going in my body. And I was like, oh, I, I, I guess I'm a Muslim now. And like now when I think back to that, I'm like, that's insane. That's insane that something like that would have happened. So I don't think it's actually, I don't think it's crazy at all. You know, a lot, a lot of guides and he was what he was. Yeah, it's about a lot. About, about that is, um, 
We've been together over 25 years. Um, and ever, ever since I met him, the, the night I met him, um, I, I started praying for him. Um, really? For him to have some sort of peace and, and um, guidance somewhere along the way. I just, I, I knew him. I knew him. The minute I met him, I knew him. You know, I didn't know him, but I did. And that, that's one of the most things I've prayed for my whole life is, is for him to have some sort of peace and for it to actually have my prayers been answered. It's, it's unbelievable. Hold up, hold up. You guys said, I remember watching the clip. My bad, I'm, I'm taking up the spotlight here, but I'm just so curious. I have so many questions. So I, I remember the one clip that we saw you guys said you've been married for 20, 20 something years, 24, 26. Did I get that correct? A little over 25 years. MashaAllah. So, and you're saying, Chrissy, you're saying that when you met him, it's as if you've known him, but you didn't actually know him. Exactly. Um, the, the night, uh, it sounds crazy, but the night, the night that I met him, um, I fell in love with him. And ever since that night, I, I prayed for him. Yeah, uh, every every single I prayed for him for for the past twenty five years. Yeah. Wow. Subhanallah. It's that that sounds so beautiful because Christy, you say that you've been praying for him to find peace for so long, and Islam, uh, actually, the root word means peace. Yeah, I. It's also it's just also amazing. Um, you know. Coming, being here, and and just—I always prayed. I, I wasn't exactly sure uh, what I was praying to, who I was praying to, you know. Um, and ever since uh, we took our shahada and learning more and more about everything, it's it's where we're supposed to be. Wow, Subhanallah, that's beautiful, Mashallah. I would say definitely. I tell people now that. For the first time in my life, I know exactly who I am and I know exactly where I'm supposed to be. Wow. Allah. That's so powerful. Mm -hmm. Allah, so powerful. Even like even myself, someone who was born into a Muslim family and it was Muslim and all that, even me, like I really came to Islam because I found a YouTube video. I, you know, had been raised upon Islam and told stories of like, you know, Yusuf Ali Islam, peace be upon him and I never cared for it, unfortunately. I was young, I was dumb, I was naive. I went to high school. I actually went to a Catholic school. And it took just me coming across a YouTube video talking about Satan and how he came to be and all of that for me to actually go down basically the same path of just watching video after video after video, just like Jay did. SubhanAllah. On my journey, in that sense, I came across some people like, you know, that who shall not be named, but like, you know, David Wood and like these people that would attack Islam. And I didn't suffer too much because I went and found the answers Islamically from, you know, brothers online, sisters online that would talk about it. But did you guys face any kind of question, backlash, any moment of, you know, maybe a road bump? No. Um, wow. You know, it's funny. The people that go on your, your YouTube page or your TikTok, <clears throat> they, people that spend so much time leaving the nasty comments, when you know that that's time that could be better spent somewhere else. I, I don't get it. Um, but no, it's again, we're only a little over a month into it, but it absolutely feels right. Um, I, I feel a, a piece, the weight of the world has been lifted off my shoulders, lifted off my shoulders. As it should be, bro, as it should be. So, Jay, did you feel the same thing with Christy when you first met her? That she felt with you, putting you on the spot. Yeah, man. kind of. Yes, I I knew something was there. Um, Got you. And in retrospect, now you know, of course, God had all this planned out from day one. You know, 100%, absolutely. Yeah. So she knew it the whole time. Mm -hmm. She knew. She'd been telling me for years. I knew yeah. this was going to happen. I knew it. <laughs> and I'll always say that God sent her to help keep me stable. She, she's my rock, my foundation. MashaAllah. MashaAllah. See, mm -hmm. that reminds me of this. I don't know if it was a hadith or if it was just an interpretation from a scholar, but it was something that said that um, the souls before this life, like before coming into this 
reality in this dunya um you know they they were all together in the past life and some actually created bonds before coming into this life and though therefore once these uh souls meet in this life they have a connection that's unspeakable that you can't explain it but it's just there and it's like right off the rip so it, yeah. it's crazy that you're saying it like that and it, it's i just saw this day i was thinking about it today so it's kind of it's just it's insane yeah we have a crazy connection that we don't even really speak about too much we to most don't. people because they're gonna they're gonna lock us up for insanity so yeah, i am with my soulmate 100 <laughs> Mashallah. Jay, you know, when you mentioned that for the first time in your life, you kind of feel like you're exactly where you're supposed to be. I myself feel that too. And the question I have to you now is, how has your relationship with God changed? Because if you're finally where you're supposed to be, according to you, then do you still have the same relationship you do with God? Do you understand God more now? Are there things that you have changed in your belief? Well, we weren't very religious to begin with. Um, we, we we both accepted the fact that we knew prior to this something created all of this. This just mm. didn't magically appear from nowhere. Something magnificent had to create all of this, right? Even if you don't believe, if you're a non-believer. But um, ever since ever since taking shahada, it's I feel like when we go to the masjid, especially that's I, I tell everybody to me that's like a one-on-one -on -one line. That's my direct phone line to God. When I'm when I'm at the shah and uh, at the masjid or when we're praying and um, it feels right, yes, it, everything about it feels right. I can't say it's what I have no what I have. I can say is yes, my love and my appreciation. I I'm appreciating small things now, things that I used to maybe walk past before and not not bat an eye at. Um, my love for my wife is is immensely more involved than it was before. Um, and all of that is due to my connection with God now, absolutely. He used to question a lot, and he he doesn't have any questions. Allah. Mm -hmm. Now I look at things as if, at first I was saying, why at 48 years old am I having these feelings and these thoughts about turning to God? Now I, I look at it as if, I'm who am I to ask? <laughs> who am I to ask the Creator? I'm nobody, so... Uh yeah there's a there's a level of of trust in allah trust in god that muslims tend to develop the more they learn about allah subhanahu wa ta'ala learning that he's all knowledgeable he's all wise and ways that we can't even comprehend just puts that that tawakkul that trust in allah and uh, subhanallah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says in the quran those who believe and whose hearts are content with the remembrance of god indeed with the remembrance of god the hearts find ease, the hearts find contentment. And alhamdulillah, we're so blessed, all of us to be Muslim, to have that kind of contentment because I've seen people and I'm, I'm sure we've even all had moments in our lives where we weren't conscious of God, we weren't thinking of God, we weren't, perhaps we weren't even really Muslim. And I say that about myself as well. Perhaps we weren't even really Muslim and we were just so consumed, I think is the word to describe it. So mm -hmm. agitated with life and ourselves and with others and coming into Islam, it really is just, peace Alhamdulillah. so something i'm curious about is is in this journey because we kind of went from not super religious thought about islam watch videos boom muslim mashallah and i'm sure it was just that simple but what was the first thing that really stood out to you about islam when you were researching it was there anything that kind of popped like oh wow i didn't know that um definitely a lot of the misconceptions you know um um, yeah, not not every Muslim is an extremist, right? They don't all have will, uh, ill will or ill intentions, um, and and the parts where we believe in uh, the same prophets that that are listed in the Bible. We have a lot of the same beliefs and 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 believe in the Bible and things like that. I didn't know I didn't know there was kind of that that center point where it all kind of converges upon, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, that was something I was I, I was intrigued by. I had no idea. You know, as as Americans, for the most part, white Americans, you know, all we really hear is what we see in the media. Right. Yeah. So the, the media has painted Islam and the Quran as just this evil book, you know, with with extremist evil, evil tendencies. And that's not the case at all. 
That's facts. So you you said the Bible. You were you were Christian before? No, not so much. Um, when I was a, when I was a kid, I was baptized Lutheran through my mother's mm. church, and uh, that didn't fly well with me. I I didn't care for that at all. So I I bailed on that as soon as I could. Too many, too many. Just I don't know. So, Some of those organized religions in the churches, to me, it's it's just a it's a dog and pony show. It's just mm. a way for people to get together and talk about their new car that they have and their, you know, how their their retirements are going. And I I just don't think that their hearts are truly in it. A lot of them. Yeah, I think I think anyone in that will can attest to that. You know, they can they can feel that because man, I when I remember I would go to church every single time that I went to church, it never felt genuine. There's always something was off about it all every single time when i went as a kid when i went later in life like it it just never synced never synced so i'm guessing that once you kind of dipped out of that you you went agnostic right like where you believed there was something but like you didn't really you didn't really look further than that you just kind of lived your life right yeah pretty much that was it yeah that's crazy man and it was what like 30 something years before or about 40 that just to get to this point, huh? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and I asked him like, man, I wish, I wish God could have came to me sooner in our, our life together here. But again, who am I to ask? Yeah. It all happens perfectly, you know? Yeah. Mm. So you had said that going to the masjid, going to the mosque, that was like, that's like the one-on-one connection. So now a question for you, praying at your house versus praying at the masjid. I'm guessing you would prefer praying at the masjid, yeah? Yeah, yeah. See, I I feel like... It's beautiful there. It's wonderful. It is. I I feel like not many people catch on to that because I myself, you know, I was praying at home for like most of... I think over a year I was just praying at home, not really praying at the masjid. I remember I, I met this brother... May Allah bless him. But he like encouraged me to go to the masjid. He's like, you should go to the masjid. You should pray at least Isha, the final prayer in the masjid. And I was like, but what's the difference? Like, I'm I'm just going to be praying at, at, at a different location. Like, and in the Quran, like Allah says that in reality, everywhere is a masjid. Because a masjid is just a place of worship. And anywhere you, you pray, like you're worshiping Allah. And like I, I didn't, I didn't understand it until I went for myself and I saw how beautiful it was. It's just something different it, for real. It's a different feeling, and we're pretty lucky. Uh, one of one of the imams that does the um, does the reciting, uh, his voice is so beautiful. Oh, wow! Uh, that when we're at, when we're at the masjid, honestly, I, I find myself spacing out because of his beautiful voice. Yeah. I get caught up in his voice, and I get to refocus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. MashaAllah. And so, the, the Muslim community online and, and the people, uh, it's funny because <clears throat> I tell, we tell everybody that 100% of our masjid is uh, Bengali. We are the only two white people yeah. there. And from the minute we took our shahada, they welcomed us as brother and sister immediately. It it's unbelievable. Just, yeah, just the love, the love. I yeah. just, I can't, I love it. I, I can't get enough of it. Mashallah. Yeah. Where whereabouts are you guys located? Because I'm Bengali myself. I don't know any area where it's it's fully Bengali. We're we're outside of Detroit, Michigan. Oh, okay. Got you, got you. Okay, and how and random question, but how many kids do you guys have? Uh two that we know of. Alhamdulillah. And and how how have they I guess gone around the idea of you guys reverting to Islam? How have they approached it? Um, absolutely amazing. Um, our daughter actually schools us a little bit here and there, um, with, with different things. She has a Muslim friend, our 14 year old daughter. So she was telling us what we're supposed to do and not do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then our, our son, very, he's very supportive as well. Um, reminds us, are you guys going to the masjid? You know, um, what else? Yeah, during Ramadan, he was our, our uh, 9.40 p.m. time clock yeah. to make sure we made it to the masjid on time yep. for final prayer. MashaAllah. 
it's really good to hear that that you guys are all like in this together and i have a question for you i know that allah is the best of planners and alhamdulillah that allah helped you both revert but let's assume that both of you weren't on this journey at the same time so for christy it might have taken a little longer let's say how do you guys see that panning out how would it be different I don't honestly. I don't even think that's an option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was about to say that makes sense. Our connection is, I mean, yeah. for us, we, our love from day one is, it's, it's just been unbelievable. I mean, we were together seven years before we had our first child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we knew it was it was a lifelong commitment. Thing. Yeah. I'm I'm lucky, guys. I'm super. I'm blessed. And and the marriage thing, uh, the commitment to marriage, like, uh, it's hard to explain. We were. I guess, quote unquote, married before we were actually married. The commitment mm. was there long before, you know, we set our vows and, you know, made it official on paper. So that the, the official on paper thing, yes, I guess it means something, but it doesn't mean that much, I guess. Mm. It's just a piece of paper. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, the bond is much more. Yes. Than just a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say like, bro, they just so they just spoke about being soulmates. Like, I, I don't think that would even be an option for them. Yeah. Of like, oh, what if one of them accepted Islam and the other didn't? Like, they're in sync so much so that like, the moment one sees one thing, like the other one's probably seeing that same thing. The moment one mm-hmm. feels one thing, the other one's feeling that same thing. Exactly. You know, we like said our, our hearts follow each other. They do. Yeah, and, and it's crazy. Like, listen, I'm very, I'm, I'm young, and for a long time, I didn't believe in a lot of things. Like, this was one of them. Like, this whole soulmate thing, I didn't believe in that. But like, I'm, you know, a lot is showing me more and more. And like, seeing it with y'all, and I've seen other people as well where they said the same thing that y'all are saying. That's what's, what's blowing my mind. Then I, I saw this hadith today, or the, the interpretation from the scholar, and it just. It's all coming together so clearly. So it just, it's beautiful. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. So I had a question that when I, whenever I see wonderful couples like y'all that have so much love and, and such a bond and commitment over, over like decades, and we're living am- amongst a time where there's a lot of divorce and just a lot of like dysfunction in relationships and marriages. So what advice would you guys have for couples out there and those that are wanting to get married to have a successful marriage now? No, it is sad, isn't it? It's um, terrible. The, the sanctity of marriage, nobody takes, nobody holds that true anymore. They just don't. It's getting married and divorced is just like going to the bathroom for some yeah, people. I mean, that's the only way I can put it. Um, I think like it was for us, I, I really believe that if you're looking too hard for love, if you're looking for love, you're not going to find it. No. I think... Uh, I think it'll happen when it's supposed to happen, like everything else. Yeah. And when you do, when you do find a mate, take your time. Too many people rush into to marriage and having kids that they end up they don't even they don't even know each other yeah. yet, and they're having children and things. Just take take a little time, get to know each other for a and, while, yeah, a few and, years. Enjoy each other's you know? company for a yeah. minute. Get to know each other. Mm. Sure. Mm. So aside from y'all being soulmates which allows y'all to stay together for such a long time. What other insight would you give to people who, you know, whether they're about to get married or whether they are already married, like how can they prolong the marriage and, and stay with their, their spouse? Communication is key. Um, you really have to communicate with one another. If something's bothering you, you have to address it. Cause if you just keep it, bottled up inside it's it's not gonna make for a, a pretty yeah just uh i don't know why so many people um i'm the word i'm looking for they end up resenting each other yeah even during you know in their marriage and i i don't know what really brings people to that point to be so resentful of each other and where you don't even want to sleep in the same house as that person that and of course <clears throat> infidelity oh, i mean from a male point of view just keep your pants on you know it, it's okay to to stick with one woman it's it's really okay i promise interesting so just communication then that's communication it communication and and um open-mindedness too as well yeah mm-hmm. mindedness. it's a lot 
In what sense, though? Well, like, if you guys have uh, different views on things, you need to keep an open mind with your significant other uh, because you might not agree with what they're they're talking about, but you have to you know, be able to look at the big picture and see what, okay, what is your, what is the mm. issue here? And of all the crazy ideas and things I guess I've done over 25 years, she's never judged me. She's never talked down. She's always been supportive of me. Even when she's like, you know, if you do that, it's probably going to hurt, but, you know. <laughs> I let him do it. <laughs> MashaAllah, MashaAllah. And side note, honestly, as a man, you really need that from your wife. Like, even if you're doing something the hard way, a lot of women don't understand that. Sometimes men will do something the hard way just because it's their way and they just want to do it and uh, kind of nagging. Because even if it's not nagging, sometimes guys will see it as nagging. It'll, it'll, you know, put put your man in a bad place for sure. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is what I love about Islam because it covers everything. Even, you know, your marriage, your relationships, even intimacy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says that he put between husband and wife or between man and woman, passionate love and rahmah and mercy. And a lot of people, especially in the beginning stages, they'll get the passionate love part down. But the mercy, especially in the later stages, they'll let it go. And that, I think, is where a lot of people fail. Because if you look at people nowadays, they have such high expectations for other people, but very low expectations for themselves. They'll have it in their head that I can, you know, flop 20 times on them and whatever. But the moment they don't get the, you know, uh, the dress code right or the moment they don't, you know, show up on time, the moment they ask, you know, to go 50-50 for a day or something, it's the whole world kind of turns over on them. Mm -hmm. And they're all right. I know something that we've agreed upon, too. Um, Too many people, couples, when they get married again they overlook the part of where when you're when you're becoming one through marriage to us that means everything we've never had separate bank accounts not mind this not her that joint bank account everything from day one you have to be it's like i guess like a a poker game you gotta go all in you have to go all in or it's not gonna work yeah no prenup no no prenup no (laughs) prenup I'll get everything uh, if we get divorced. <laughs> well, inshallah, y'all don't get divorced. <laughs> inshallah, inshallah. Yeah, inshallah. No, that'll never uh, happen. Inshallah. Inshallah. So after becoming new Muslims, I still consider it new. It's been a few weeks. What are some goals that y'all both have? And I want both of you to answer this question. Just goals, you know, it could be short-term goals. It could be within the next few months, next few years, even as Muslims now that you want to accomplish, inshallah. Um, I want to read the Quran, the Quran uh, multiple times. I want to um, learn some of the language, uh, be able to speak it and understand more. Um that's that's my my main goal right now everybody at the masjid and everybody online says take it slow and Mm -hmm. um everybody at the our brothers at the masjid here uh told us stick with uh fatiha start with that learn to understand what is being said because you know up until this point now we have no idea what the imam's even saying when we when we're at the masjid i want to be able to understand what is being recited yeah how to be able to go through the motions fluently and Inshallah. Rami, bro, are you going to plug an i3? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I guess I have to at this point. So um, the i3 Institute, it's uh, i3institute.ca, the letter I, the number three, institute.ca. They offer free two-hour weekly classes. And I think they, they're starting up new classes soon. They cover all the basics from, um, you know, the Islamic belief to the Islamic sciences, like, you know, if, if someone comes and says, hey, you know, it's haram to do that or it's it's sunnah recommended to do that, they kind of teach how these things are derived because it's not people just, you know, guys with beards making it up. It's We get it from the Quran. We get it from the Prophet, peace be upon him. So we go in depth into that purification of the self, the nafs. They have events like, um, I think, Friday night tafsir, which is the explanation of the Quran, which I was actually going to recommend you guys should also listen to to not just recitations and translations of the Quran, but also what we call tafsir, which is explanations. 
because you can have like five words and then like seven pages of explaining how uh, miraculous those five words are, what they entail, what they mean. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, indeed ha after hardship comes ease. And he says it again, indeed after hardship comes ease, back to back. And the, the explanation of this, when you look at the linguistics of how Allah says it in Arabic, when he says hardship in both statements, he's talking about the same single hardship. But when he says ease in each statement, he's actually talking about two different types of ease. So some scholars say that that's one blessing in this life, one in the afterlife, or it's just two separate giant blessings of ease for every one difficulty you go through. And on top of that, the difficulty is just like an average difficulty. But the ease is like a grand, amazing mm -hmm. amount of ease. So just from the very specific words Allah uses and how he uses them in the Quran, you could have such beautiful explanations where we, you know, for me, I say after hardship is ease. But in Arabic, it's so much deeper than that. And that's where the true beauty and the miracle of the Quran lies. Mm. Mashallah. That's the uh, I3. I3 Institute, yeah, dot .ca. Yeah. I can mm -hmm. think afterwards. Actually. And it's for, for anyone at any level. You can begin with zero. And, and I think those people will benefit even more because they're coming in with a clean slate in a way. Yeah. yeah and um, not to overload you guys because that's what tends to happen with reverts is everyone, you know, all the Muslims want to help out. They're, they're so, like, happy for you, and they want to give you everything that the revert becomes overloaded with all this information. Like, you don't know which one to do. So we want to keep it simple. Um, in regards to knowledge, I3, in regards to the Quran, which Quran are you guys reading right now? Uh, it's green. <laughs> it's green. Mashallah. Listen, if you guys can, if you guys can, there's this Quran right here. This is um, I know Rami has one, but in my opinion, I, I've been reading this one. This is my third time going through the Quran, the clear Quran. I, we'll send you guys a copy of this as well. Inshallah, if you guys send me okay, your, okay. your your location and, and your last name, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they just want our last. Yeah, I just want y'all's last. You guys got ulterior motives. I knew it. Trying to convert us. They send us the details. We don't send them anything. The Quran English meanings. Yeah, yeah. So you can, I've never read that one, so I. I have yeah, no you guys, you guys can give us give us like an address, PO box, and Amazon pick a yeah. point near you. We'll send it your way, inshallah, as a gift. And when when we talk about which Quran, it, there's only like one Quran because the Quran is the yeah. word of Allah. But we mean like which translation. And sometimes yeah. the translation is a little too complex, is a little too old English. Sometimes yeah. it's 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 misinterpreted a lot of times, unfortunately. But many of the good uh, translations from the Quran. This one, um, I think it's Dr. Mustafa Khadab, right? For the clear yeah. Quran. It's been one of the most simple and eloquent ones. So, yeah. inshallah, we'll yeah. send that your way. And we'll send it's two copies, so, so you both get one. Yeah, it's beautiful because it has um has footnotes. So, it, it really just kind of, like, lets you dive deeper into it. Um, now, of course, it's not a tafsir, but it, it gives you a lot of good information. And then the last thing that I want to throw in, and inshallah, I can get this through because my phone's about to die. So if, if I cut out, then it is what it is. Um, but the last thing is that I'm going to look for a few brothers. I know one brother in particular that teaches Arabic. He's teaching me, so I can see if he can teach you, brother. But for the sister, I'm going to look for a, a sister who teaches Arabic so she can teach you, inshallah. Excellent. Sure. Thank you. Of course, bro. Yeah, it's kind of ironic because, you know, we just live 30 minutes from, away from Dearborn, Michigan, which has the highest number of Muslims in the United States. And after all these years, you know, yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, this it's been. Uh, well, we've, I've been telling everybody, at least from my perspective, if, if everybody could have the feeling that I had. Uh -huh. Of, of taking Shahada, acknowledging God through, through Islam, the world would be a better place. Yes. Yeah. You know, that actually reminds me of a beautiful narration. I think it was two companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, where they were sitting by the side of the ocean. 
and uh, all they had to eat was bread, right? So imagine this, that all they had to eat was bread and it was so dry. They said it was so dry, they had to dip it into the ocean to make it edible. And subhanAllah, in this moment, a lot of us, a lot of people would be like, man, look at our lives. You know, I'm a Muslim and I'm suffering like this. And that's not what they said. They said something very similar to what you said. They said, if the kings of Rome and Persia knew the contentment and the ease and the feeling that we have in our heart, they would send armies to come and try and take it from us. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I guess and it's not, everything about Islam so far is it's straightforward. It is just straightforward as far as I'm concerned, as far as we're concerned. Yeah. You to have that connection with God. People, everybody just, just like we talked about a little bit ago, nobody stops and smells the roses anymore. You know that old saying? Just stop for a minute. Everybody in the world, just stop for a minute and just take a minute to acknowledge God and and through Islam. And I, I, I mean, do it through Islam, not through any other religion, because I, I don't think that's the right way to do it. But yeah. it's your, your heart. Do your heart a favor. Do your heart the yeah. favor. You, you won't regret it. Yeah, subhanAllah. So I have... mm-hmm. Go ahead, bro. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I have to slip this in because it's so beautiful because everything the brother is saying and everything the sister is saying is just like it's bringing Quran, you know, ayat verses in my head. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he actually says in the Quran that Allah intends for you ease, not hardship. And that's literally, that is what Islam is supposed to be. It's some, something that is simple, straightforward. Do this, don't do that. Believe this, don't believe that. And basically, enjoin good and forbid evil. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, again, he says that he intends to um, grant you ease. He intends for you ease and not hardship. And that all, every soul will only be charged that which is in its capacity. You know, there's a saying also in the Quran, لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها. That Allah does not burden a soul beyond that which they can take. That Allah is not going to give someone too much that they can't handle it and that they're going to break. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again intends for them ease. And I just, well, I find it so beautiful. That everything that, that they're saying is just, oh, this man cut out. Oh, we lost him. <laughs> everything that, mashallah, is just, it's, it's very, it resonates well. Mashallah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me just change the angle. No All right. Yeah. Um, Rami, man. Wallahi, bro. We've we've had so many podcasts with, with guests in the last couple of months, alhamdulillah. But I've never had one where it's it's only been like about 30 minutes. And I already feel like I learned so much and I connected with them, mashallah. Yeah. And it, you know, being being in the West, you know, growing up in Canada, just like Rami, I know you guys grew up in, in the States. It, it really begs the question why the media really portrays Islam in a way where it kind of demonizes it and makes people almost scared to like look into it almost like just it's just a write-off you know off the bat it's not even something i'm going to consider because i feel like it's not too far-fetched to think that for the society to just have this power hierarchy and just keep us enslaved and keep us in the shackles of the dunya and not have us free and not have us learn our identities that they have to kind of do that with islam because with islam there's no interest there's no riba there's no this financial system where money goes from the poor to the rich to keep the poor even poorer and to keep the rich even richer there's no dysfunction there's there's a family unit there's respect there's love there's charity and and kind of doesn't want that because if that's the case then everyone's going to have more and if everyone has more there's not going to be what you have today in society so you're right. That's it. It is quickly written off. Yeah, it is. that is, and it's too bad um, because with Islam um, coming from two white Americans, there there is no ulterior motive to no. it at all. It's it's one thing. It's about worshiping worshiping the Creator, yeah. the only one worthy of worship. Yeah. Um, and you're right. The, the people and we didn't know. We didn't. I had no idea until we looked into it and um, giving a certain percentage of your your income every every year right towards charity is a 2.5 percent something like that and islam does wonderful things it is it is a community it is i I, i've never we've never been involved with such great amazing people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and 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 the two point five percent, and I, I learned this from Brother Rami the other day. It's it's not in Islam. The two point five percent isn't of your of your total income. Like we have income tax in you know from the IRS, it's two point five percent of your excessive wealth. Yeah. Right. So so it's in, and and if everyone just gave two point five percent, that's nothing. So it's like if you have forty thousand dollars you make in a year of just and you're living good, that's like one thousand. If it's two point five percent, and if everyone did that, everyone would have enough to eat. Everyone could have food on the table. Everything would be cool. But yet today in society, the way taxes are, and and by the way, I don't promote anyone to stop paying taxes. That's not what we're saying. We're just comparing no. the the Western financial system to the Sharia financial system. And in Islam, the financial system we have is so that everyone eats. There's no income tax where you just give money, even if you're poor. And the more money you make, the more money you pay taxes, which kind of makes no sense. Um, and there's a lot of differences that you found. But my question to you now is, what was one of the most fascinating differences um, between, I guess, the way of life in the West versus the Islamic commandments? It could be anything in the financial system. It could be anything in terms of uh, dress code, anything that was particularly noteworthy to you guys. At least for me, I, I'm, I keep going back to the the sense of community, the fellowship, the brothers and sisters, and how their their desire to to be charitable, to help those less fortunate than them, and and sincerely mean it. They sincerely mean it. That's that's one of the biggest things I was blown away by. Mine is the love, the, mm. the love, the love that you feel. It's it's just amazing. I've always been. Um, nobody's excluded. Yeah. Nobody's excluded from the love. I've always wanted happiness for people. And, and I'm, I'm now in a place where that's what everybody else wants. And it just, just amazes me. It's, it's amazing. You, if you need a ride to Masjid, they will pick you oh, up yes. and bring you there and back. I mean, it's, that's, that's the, that's the amazing part for me. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, I've noticed that myself as a born Muslim too, that we really do take the community aspect seriously. And just like Chrissy said, the love that you feel, it's the love, the true divine love from the source, the creator, the one true God. There's no intermediary. There's no intercessor. There's no, you have to go pay this at this place, or you have to sign up for a membership here or anything like that. Um, It's true. It's real. It's the only love that we have. The only unconditional love there is subhanallah and you know the relationship we have with allah it's never going to go away so if your relationship is suffering with god you got to ask yourself who really changed it's not allah it's definitely us but with that being said um before we move further do you guys have any questions for us because i know as new muslims and reverts there might be a lot on your plate and a lot on your mind me and rami we're not scholars by any means but inshallah if we do have you know the capability to point you in the right direction we we want to take that opportunity um you know Nothing off the top of my head. We have the online community. The online Muslim com- community has been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable with support. Um, a- anything we need to know, we, we seem to get the answer immediately. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And the sisters, uh, one of the sisters in California had sent Christy yeah. uh, a handful of hijabs for her to wear. That's one of the ones she's wearing yeah. right now. And it's, yeah. MashaAllah. We get the answer. MashaAllah. Allah is so beautiful, subhanAllah. And, um, you know, people might wonder, why do Muslims have this kind of bond? Why do Muslims have this sense of brotherhood, sisterhood, this, you know, fellowship as you as you explained it to be? And um, it's the answer is all over Islam, to be honest. It's all over the Quran. It's all over the Hadith. And it's in the actions and the character of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and the actions and the character of the Sahaba. May Allah be pleased with them. When you have narrations of the Prophet who, you know, we love more than ourselves, peace be upon him. And when you get to learn his his story, uh, honestly, you guys will probably feel the same thing. Or you begin to love him even more than yourself. Uh, because the seerah, the story of the Prophet, peace be upon him, truly is heart-touching and beautiful. And um, I was, I think, 17, 16, listening to, you know, videos, lectures on it. And when it got to the point where he, you know, they talked about how he passed away, I was just crying so much but uh, to bring it bring it back to the point the prophet peace upon him he said uh, that none of you will be true believers right you you will not be a true believer until you love for your brother what you love for yourself and when you have a prophet who you love dearly that instructs you to love for your brother what you love for yourself and to to give because it doesn't decrease wealth and to always you know be there for your brothers and that the ummah the nation the muslim nation is one body such that 
when one you know, one part of the body is in pain, the whole body reacts, the whole body feels it. That was actually what the prophet said, peace be upon him. You know, all you're going to get is love and compassion and brotherhood and sisterhood in Islam. And that's something that I think, alhamdulillah, most Muslims, if they're in, in a community where there are Muslims, will feel that and they will get that response. And I, I did want to ask how the, the online response was because there are two people that, that are obsessed with Islam, people who love it and people who hate it. You know, <laughs> but they're both obsessed, and they're both going to say what they got to say. So, um, how was the uh, the general reaction of the Muslims and maybe some of the non-Muslims? Well, you get your your um, how do you say? You get your your little David Wood comments now and then, you know. Yeah. But, <laughs> but but honestly, it's like ninety nine percent supportive and love. Yes. It's you guys need anything, any questions, any of this, whatever. 99.9% love. Yeah. Mashallah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm. Stuff. I uh, I wanted to ask uh, Christy about the hijab. Uh, yes. You find a lot of younger girls nowadays, they complain that, you know, I can't put the hijab on because, you know, whatever reason, they just, they, it's just hard for them. So being a Muslim for just over a month and wearing the hijab and everything, mashallah. How was that process for you? Was there any difficulty in it or was it something that you found to be easy? Um, sometimes, you know, wrapping it the right way is, uh, is a little difficult, but actually just putting it on and wearing it, um, I love it. It feels natural. It feels natural. Uh, I have no issue with it whatsoever. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see why anybody wouldn't want to, actually. It's it's a beautiful thing. Ah, subhanallah. Mm. Ah, mashallah. A lot of people online have said uh, that she looks like she's been wearing a hijab her whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly. Mashallah. And uh, before I give it back to Fayed, Jay, did you have the beard going before Islam? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah? I, I, oh, I've caught a lot of crap over it because I had the middle part shaved out, you know, and oh, I haven't heard the end of it. <laughs> yeah. I was not going to mention that. I promise. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah, Muslims. Um, they're they they are very loving, but they are very very um, serious about their deen. So unfortunately, you'll have some people that kind of attack, but fortunately, you'll have people that just advise. And something about Muslims, alhamdulillah, as some people like Andrew Tate will acknowledge that Islam is like the last stronghold for conservative views. Islam is the last stronghold for. Actually, having your own freaking opinion these days, um, the Muslims just won't give out. So you'll you'll get the Muslims that are like, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that, and uh, so on and so forth. But uh, I hope that mm -hmm. that you know. I don't but know. I want to say, bro, just to add to this point, it's always coming out of a, a place of love, and it eventually it's it's something you do get used to because you see that everyone's coming with a good intention in mind in their heart for you, right? Because the if just thinking about it, you guys started a YouTube channel what like a month or two ago, and the support has been crazy, but. It's like no one says, hey, we want to help you, but you have to do this. You have to send us this money or you have to PayPal this or anything. It's like people people genuinely would not go to like these extents and lengths that I see people in the ummah they go to if they really didn't believe in what they're preaching, bro. Because when when, when you see this in, in some organized religions, they always expect something in return or they expect some type. There's, there's some ulterior motive. And with Muslims, I've never experienced that. And there is none because at the end of the day, we are looking for the pleasure of Allah and, and the barakah, the blessings, you know. We're not looking for just, you know, making a quick, you know, chump change today or just getting social validation or just getting followers or anything like that. It's far from that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild, isn't it? You've seen uh, that channel that we started just insane. Uh, that's not something we expected. We just expected to share our journey because, again, I, I, I my whole thought was if I could get somebody else to feel that feeling of peace that I finally have, to me, then it was worth it. Yeah. But the amount of people that are on the channel and the views and the interactions, uh, we've been talking about this the past few days that honestly, is, as far as the position that God has us in right now and the way we're uh, interacting with other Muslims, we, um, like, you know, Haroon, you're familiar with Haroon, his channel, the American Muslim Convert, him and Maliki, I talked to those two guys and uh, it's, we're using this time now on this platform to 
she gets we get so many comments about how beautiful we are as a couple and how we've inspired people and things and i'm like us just being ourselves mm-hmm. but you know what it's whatever it's what god wants us to do right now and and if, if it helps make somebody's day a little bit better and maybe makes them stop for a minute to think oh, i, I want to make sure i get my prayer in so on so forth then, then we're doing the right thing I think. Mm, we had brother maliki click uh, a week ago, brother Ali. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, we haven't had a Haroon uh, yet, but inshallah, a lot of people have been, you know, really spamming our DMs requesting brother uh, Haroon. So inshallah, we'll facilitate that in the in the next few weeks, inshallah. Um, but one thing that I wanted to note on, which you mentioned right now, that you just wanted to post your your video with the intention of even helping one soul get kind of the insight that you had with that intention and that's kind of what me rami and brother anhel whose battery died um he we, we started this just with that intention in mind just to help one person and the thing is we didn't expect we'd get where we are today just like y'all but the reality is one thing that truly always helps us keep going and grounds us is renewing our intentions and always wondering why we started remembering why we started because too many people get caught up in the likes and the comments and then they they, they change the the way they move what they say they change the videos they make just to please the algorithm just to get more likes or get more views and it's oftentimes that our judgment and our intention gets cloudy at those times so it's a reminder to ourselves first and foremost that anyone that's an influencer with youtube with tiktok understand why you started and just keep that intention in mind yeah that's why even now i'm not we don't want to just drop a video for the sake of dropping a video if it doesn't have any kind of a positive message or, or a feel-good vibe or anything like that then I, I don't we don't want it on there no. yeah yeah you know it's 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 amazing you mentioned that because this whole this whole episode i've been i've been thinking like you know people people have their shows where they want like an adrenaline adrenaline spike they will have their movies like horror movies where they just want to feel scared or people have also their feel-good movies their feel-good shows something they just watch to feel good and i've had my adrenaline spiking episodes and, and all that stuff with the podcast but this episode has definitely been a feel-good episode. Like, I have just felt like I'm chilling on the couch at home, honestly. That's uh, what we're doing. That's it. That's no, we're not. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are welcome on our, on our podcast anytime. I think we're, we're soon to wrapping this up. It was, it was a pleasure. Rami, do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, honestly, no. I think we should give the floor to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Muslim if you guys have any final remarks. For the any, any final words? Um. To anybody that's non-Muslim, just just look into it. Look, it. look into it. Take a moment. You will be you will be pleasantly surprised. Definitely. MashaAllah. Very beautifully said. And with that being said, Allahumma atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa kina adab al-nar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.